0: You're listening to The Couplehood Podcast, a podcast designed for parents who want to keep their romantic relationship thriving and build their most intentional life. I'm your host, Allison Villa, psychotherapist and relationship expert. Welcome to the very first episode of Couplehood. I am your host, Allison Villa, registered psychotherapist and relationship expert. I am a wife and mother of two, so I am very much on this couplehood journey with you. And the reason I am so passionate about keeping couples thriving after having kids is because of my experience in my private practice as a therapist working with individuals and with couples, but also because of my own personal experience in my own relationship and my experience of motherhood. And today I want to give you a little inside scoop as to my own story and how this has led me to this passion and to making it my mission to empower parents. To make their relationship a priority. So, to begin, whenever I share anything about myself or my own personal experience, it's always with the hope that it will bring you insight and allow you to be curious about your own experience. So I'm going to start a few years ago when I started a blog and the very, very first post that I ever did in my blog was called how this mother's breakdown led to a breakthrough and a family adventure to Mexico. And the story of this blog post is my very real story of my own breakthrough and of how the challenges in our relationship ended up being the most beautiful opportunity for deeper growth and connection. And I want you to hold that with you as I'm sharing this story that if you are experiencing challenges in your own life, allow those to empower you and let them be fuel to help you grow as an individual and as a couple. So, for me what happened was I was about 5 years into parenthood at that point when I wrote this blog post and In those five years, I had met and married the love of my life, we had been blessed with two daughters, we had bought a home and renovated it, and I had gone back to school for my new chosen career path as a psychotherapist. For me... There were so many things about what success looked like and what it was supposed to look like that I had already done those things. Like I said, you know, I'd married the love of my life. We had these beautiful children. We had the house and I was about to get my designation as a psychotherapist. And so for anyone who's part of a registered college of any sort, there's a lot of hours, many, many years of hours that you need in order to qualify for these designations. And so this was probably five or six years into that journey for me, which I had been studying to be a therapist also while being a brand new mother. So these two journeys, these two parts of myself were born at the same time. And for me, this designation marked a really big milestone. It was something that I thought was the last big thing that was going to bring me This happiness, that I felt like I had been told that, okay, if I do all of these things, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to feel more like myself again. Because my first five years of motherhood, I felt like a shell of the fun person I used to be, if I'm being really honest. And I'll dive into that story at another time. But all of that to say that those first five years, they were bumpy and I was finding my way and we were doing our best. And I call myself a recovering perfectionist. But in those first five years, especially, I was trying to figure out like my, whole sense of self. Who am I as a mother and as this new psychotherapist? And what does that mean in my relationship? I got to this finish line. I finally got this professional designation, which was supposed to be this very, this pinnacle for me. And I got it. And I remember feeling like this is it this is it. I did all the things and I still feel the same. I'm not feeling a whole lot of joy and happiness. I've done all the things I'm supposed to do that culturally and societally I have been told are going to bring me great happiness and I am not feeling those things. And to be clear, you know, I've always been a person who looks on the bright side, is fairly positive and has Good mental health. I've been seeing my own therapist for many, many years. You know, I have great self care, all of these things. And yet, at that moment in time, I just felt like, no, this is not enough. This is not going to bring me ultimate happiness the way our life had currently been going. And I remember unpacking this with my therapist and with my friends and really trying to get to the root of, okay, like, what is this about? What are these feelings that I'm having? What are they about? And then I brought them to my partner, to my husband. And I I really wanted honesty from him. And I remember saying, are you happy with the life that we are building? Are you happy? And he answered yes. And in that moment, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, If you are happy with this life and this life has left me feeling like a shell of myself, then what does that mean about us, about our relationship? And where is this going? It brought up a lot of stuff, a lot of big stuff. And this was the beginning of a huge conversation, right? It wasn't just a one-night conversation. This was a night-after-night conversation that we would continue. After the kids went to bed every night, we would have this conversation like, okay, So you feel happy with what's happening here. You know, he had the nine-to-five job with benefits, which was something that was really important for us to feel secure. And then I was home with the kids, which is what I really wanted. I wanted to be the primary caregiver. I didn't want to send them to daycare or to have a nanny. I wanted to be there for them. This was this vision of success that I had for myself as a mother. Meanwhile, it was a very challenging role for me to be in if I'm being perfectly honest. And... I would do it differently if I could backtrack, but I'm sharing this with you now because my vision wasn't matching up with my experience and that's what's important here. So I was home with the kids and then I was also having a private practice as a therapist. So my husband would get home and then we would pass the baton, so to speak, and I would go out and see my clients in the evenings. As you can imagine, where was there room for our relationship? There wasn't. It wasn't to say that there wasn't love. There was so much love and respect and support for each other, but there wasn't time carved out just for us. And so we were having these conversations of, okay, so you feel happy with how our life is unfolding. It feels okay for you, but it's not feeling okay for me. So what does that mean about us in the big picture? After many months of unpacking and being curious about how we were living our life, My husband, he said, you know what? I'm really giving this a lot of thought. And he said, I I don't think I am happy. I feel sad that I'm missing out on these early years with our two young children. I want to know them more. I want more time for us as a couple. And he was able to get to those feelings on his own. This is the scary thing about having big conversations like this and really speaking your truth, which I did, but it also meant that, oh my goodness, if I speak my truth right now, if It could mean that either we are going to come together stronger than ever before as a couple, or it could mean that we lovingly part ways. And that is really how I felt in that moment when I shared with him, okay, you know, like I'm not happy here, but you're happy here. So what does this mean? It's pretty scary to do that. I don't want to underestimate it or undervalue how huge that was that moment in any relationship two people have two different timelines. So I came to that realization sooner than he did. And he had his own timeline to get to his own process of realization. And that is really common in every single couple, right? We are not one person. We are two separate individuals. And of course, we're not going to have the same timeline. So he got to his own realization in his own time. And then that gave us an opportunity to then feel like, okay, how can we redesign our life with intention in a way that our day-to-day life reflects that yes, spending time as a family and spending time with each other is what we value the most. And so what we agreed on in that moment was that time is our most valuable resource. So how can we use time more efficiently right now in this time when, you know, our family and our couple really needs connection. We really need this. And what we decided was, okay, and we explored many options, but what we came to as the solution to the challenge we were facing was let's find a way to take a four month family sabbatical. We're going to take time off of work and we are just going to completely focus on just our family and being present with our kids and being present with each other. So this breakdown that I had, this very scary conversation, it led to a huge breakthrough for us as a couple and as a family, because when you as a couple are aligned, your kids feel safe and secure in the world, right? You are their foundation. So this is why I'm so passionate about couples spending the time being curious about each other, even in those early days. And early years of parenthood when we feel like, oh, we'll get to it later. So for us, we went on this incredible four month sabbatical. But I will say that it was the nine months leading up to the sabbatical that was transformative for our relationship. Because at that point, we had our big conversation. We were super clear on our vision metaphorically and physically, we knew where we were going and the steps that we needed to get there. And so every day we were taking all of these small steps together, aligned as a couple to reach our vision and to help it come to life. Those nine months were so empowering and incredibly connecting for us. So we had obviously... An amazing experience in Mexico for those four months, living beachside, barefoot, eating fresh papaya and mango and being exposed to this beautiful culture and language and people. It was transformative. And when we were there, we loved it so much that we decided, you know, maybe four months is not enough of this. I think our family and our relationship could benefit for. A longer time here. And so we decided to go back for a whole year. So after our four months, we returned home to Toronto for three months to get ourselves ready to go. And then we drove our car from Toronto to Puerto Escondido, Mexico, which is in Oaxaca state, which is the second most southern state of Mexico. So that meant we drove through the United States and through all of Mexico to get to the Pacific coast where Puerto Escondido is. And I need to tell you, this one year that we spent in Mexico was full of plenty of challenges. You know, our children went to an all Spanish school, which was so loving and supportive, but They didn't know any Spanish at that time. And it was extremely difficult for us as a family. But because we had gone through challenges before, our resiliency muscles were stronger. And we knew we could get through this and that we would be stronger on the other side, right? Because those challenges in your life, those challenges in your relationship, those are your greatest opportunities for growth, and for deeper connection. So we had this incredible year in Mexico. We drove home to Toronto. And a few months later is when COVID happened. Surprise, surprise. Here we are faced with another challenge as a family. And we made another huge decision to sell our home in Toronto and to move to the country. Now, I don't say this lightly because moving from Toronto was huge for our family. I had been there for 20 years. My partner had been there for 25 years. Having such an amazing community, it was not easy to leave, but we knew we were so clear on our values as a couple and because we had gone through so many other personal development experiences, we were able to work through yet another big change and big challenge together. And I'm happy to say that we are really living our best life and this feels like where we are meant to be. So I share all of this with you because this was born from a breakdown, my own breakdown, my own fear of, oh my goodness, if I share this with my partner, will he accept me? Will we be able to move forward together or apart? And we all will have these moments in our relationships. And it's just a reminder that there are ways through and that your children, they want you to be happy as individuals first. And I always say that I do not agree with staying together for the children. Your children, what they want the most and what they will benefit from the most is you being happy as individuals first. That could mean you being together and that could mean you being apart as a couple. And I hope you will find ways, of course, to be together on your journey in the most intentional and authentic way possible, but that's not everyone's story and that's okay. I want to leave you with some action items because if you have and can relate to any of this story or have any of these inclinations or feelings come up for you, I want to give you three action items that you can take. One is let yourself feel your feelings. Because sometimes when we have uncomfortable feelings, like I did at the beginning thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I am not happy. What does this mean? All of these questions, right? Sometimes when we have these uncomfortable feelings and thoughts that go with them, We want to ignore them and we don't want to feel them and we might avoid them or numb ourselves, whether that's watching our favorite show or going for the glass of wine or the piece of bread or the cookie or getting consumed with someone else's challenges or problems, right? This helps to take us away from feeling our own feelings. So the first thing that you can do if you are starting to have any of these feelings or you have before, let yourself feel them. Let yourself feel your feelings. I know, surprise, surprise coming from a therapist. (laughs) It's obvious, but it's so important. So number one, feel your feelings. Number two is then find a way to express your feelings. And expressing your feelings is different than feeling them. Expressing your feelings is unpacking them, making sense of them, trying to understand why you feel what you're feeling. And you can do that by talking it through with someone, a friend, a therapist, anyone who you feel safe with, journaling, playing music, moving to music, drawing, writing, coloring, all of these ways to work through and make sense of your feelings. And the third thing that you can do is once you are clear on your own feelings express those feelings to your partner, right? That is where the connection happens. And that's where you might have to take a deep breath and then share what's going on for you. And that is how you can get through challenges and come out Feeling more deeply connected and stronger as a couple and as an individual. So, I hope that gives you some insight and inspiration for wherever you are on your journey. So, those action items one, let yourself feel your feelings. Number two, express your feelings, get them out. That's part of the healing process. And number three is share your feelings with your partner. All right, that's a wrap for today. Remember, wherever you are on your journey is exactly where you're meant to be, just give yourself some grace and go gently. I am cheering for you. You got this. Thanks for tuning in to the couplehood podcast. It says so much about you that you're carving out this time for yourself and for your relationship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Head over to allisonvilla.com to learn more. A special shout out to my podcast editor, Emily Milling from theultimatecreative.com. You are a rock star. All right, you guys. Until next time, I'm Alison Villa wishing you love on your couplehood journey.